This stream is live. Let me tear it up a little bit. So what do you think of the card? Coming from the Caveman Studios in Buffalo, New York. Welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff. Captain Caveman! Thanks. Click subscribe and the bell. Do it now! Hey, what's shaking, Nick Walker? How the hell are you? What is good, Caveman? I'm good. How about you? How about yourself? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, Raymond had to work tonight, so we don't have the great Ray Harris with us tonight. But uh, I got with me the man that saved the uh, K4 card, Nick Walker. How you feeling? Yeah, I, oh, I saved the card? <laughs> Hell yeah. Call me. God save the card. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I just like, I always love to put on a show for the fans. So, like, you got to earn your spot. I, I believe in earning stuff, not getting given stuff. Heck yeah. So, what way is this fight at? It is at 170 pounds. All my yeah. fights so far have been at 155 pounds, but, you know, when opportunity knocks, you know, you got to answer. What, what are you weighing that you're fighting at 170? What do you actually weigh? <laughs> what do I actually weigh? So is this a question, like, what's my normal walk-around weigh? What do I, I mean, come what do you weigh at? right now? <laughs> what do I weigh right now? Oh, like mid-70s. Oh, all right. So at least you're at least 170. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, 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 we're fine. We're fine in that department. All right. Well, Brett, uh, honestly, Brett's not a huge 70 pounder either. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's like a mid-size 70, maybe even a, a smaller size 70. I mean, he could definitely make the cut to 55. I'm, I believe he has made the cut to 55 actually. Really? So, Cause um, I think, I think most of his fights were like at 65 and 70, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, the, the size disparity is not too much, but you're still playing up a weight class. How do you feel about that? Man, I love challenges. Like I, I love being tested in different ways. Like I, um, honest, like there's so many different ways like that you do get tested in the fight, and even and I like to adapt in the fight. But knowing that there's like other challenges beforehand, like at, makes you like get after it even more. So, um, with that being said, do you think weight matters as much as more in Muay Thai as much as much as it does in wrestling? Uh, not wrestling, in uh, MMA. I'm sorry. Uh, not, I was thinking wrestling because we had wrestling today, but uh, I'm not yeah. in MMA. So yeah, it's um, I think it def I think it has its place depending on everyone's attributes and like their style. Because it's like even look at uh, like oh, uh, Charlo moved like uh back in September moved up two weight classes to fought Canelo. Like you got um Usman moving up on short notice to fight Jemaya. Let's not bring that one up for you. <laughs> That's a poor example. <laughs> for example, yeah, for example, but yeah, um, that's a lot of me though, too. Like, the grappling matters when there's size difference. Like, when you're yeah. wrestling and you're on the floor, dude, it's hard to get up if a guy's bigger than you. And Shemaya yeah. is big for 85, much less uh, 70. You know what I mean? It's, it's really like going up two weight classes for Usman, literally. Like, you're fighting a dude that's cutting like a ton to even like scratch that weight, yeah. But yeah, in so, terms much of so he's like, he, he's almost missed weight for that weight, you know what I mean? Like, it's been that close, so he's a big, big guy. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't think Brett. Yeah, Brett's never had a problem missing weight. If anything, like he was he was moving up right to one eighty to fight uh Stephen Bell, right? Because yeah, Bell yeah, he fought at one eighty five, right? Yeah. So uh, hopefully it's not such a bad cut for him either. You know what I mean? Like he should be okay. Um, yeah. He's a smaller sized guy, and uh, you're taller than him, right? Yeah. So it's actually funny that this finally came together because um 
like right after I stopped Vega back in April, like uh, I was saying hi, congratulating and saying hi with my family and everybody in the crowd after. And Brett ran up to me and he was like, dude, that was great. And like he offered me a beer and everything. And I was like, oh, like, I, I definitely took it. But yeah. uh, oh, yeah, what's he, that too. he said, uh, he said, there's no disrespect in this fight. And like, he's happy to take it. And like, you know, like it's just something that's a challenge for himself too. You know, he wanted to fight. Yeah. He did a whole camp. Like why waste the camp, you know, get the fight yes. in. Yeah, same. It's like, and yeah, like I said, it's like, same as he said, no disrespect, no beef. Like, if anything, I respect him for, like, I always respect all my opponents, for one. I would never, like, I don't want, I'm not a guy who, like, wants to fight anybody that I don't think is any good or whatever. Like, I, I want to fight good guys, like, all the time. So normally you you think that the clinch would favor the bigger guy, which is, like, supposedly on paper, Brett, but... You're taller and you have the leverage pulling the head down. I, I think the, you might have the advantage in a clinch, even though you're the smaller man. It's definitely going to be interesting like when we when we get mixed up in there because, like I said, like most of my fights have been at 55. It's going to be like my first official time stepping up like in weight. And honestly, I, I was looking forward for an opportunity like this because I've always asked my – I've always bugged my coach about, you know, whether we, – we always plan for like a proper weight like instead of just – shooting for like a catch weight or like you know we usually plan or we usually uh we we set goals for ourselves like in terms of like you know being in shape you know like and being able to make the weight like even before you take a fight but you know just finally having an opportunity to like to move up where where it's like not really a lot of pressure or it's not like i've been bulking up for like to stay in the weight class because i'm sure like i'm gonna have more fights at 55 after this one but the focus is this one you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the goal is not to move up to 70. Let's go back down to 55 and fight for the title at 55. Well, yeah, eventually. And, if, like, that'll play out as it plays out. Like, I'm, like I said, like, th this is the most important one is the next one. Like, me fighting at 70 right now is me taking advantage of the opportunity to, like, see how I move around, like, at that higher weight and such. Cause even I remember that you were, I, uh, I think, was it you or somebody was, like, poking around the idea of me, like, fighting the guys at 60 and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely. That like, was me, right. that that was like, me. I, I was talking about it. We were, we were talking about uh, good matchups for uh, for you. And I'm like, ah, let's move on. He's a big-ass dude. Let's have him go up to 60, you know, like. But 60 yeah. is a lot different than 70. <laughs> yeah, but, and that's the thing. Like, I don't mind the challenges. Like, I've always, I've in my in my head, like, I remember when uh, Tyron Woodley made the quip about, uh, this is the Woodley weight division. Like, when he was champ and, like, about to fight Usman, unfortunately. But, like, I've genuinely thought about, like, uh, like I've joked to myself, like let's make it the walker weight division, and, but like not even anywhere specific, like on just one weight, but you know a broad, broad range. Like you know, like I've been, like I've been a fan of guys like Roy Jones Jr. and his attitude, where it's like, if you think you're the best and you're at whatever weight, and I want to be the best and I can get to that weight, we got to make it happen. So we can coin the term the walker weight, and that will be anywhere from 55 to 205. The walker oh, it's weight. 205. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe one day, maybe one day. <laughs> we'll just get you some Taco Bell, dude. You can make eighty five, uh, two or five, no problem. Get a fast food sponsorship, no problem. Yeah, Anthony Mixon said he's excited for this fight. We just had him on the pod yesterday, and yep. uh, he was like, he was a pretty good interview. And hopefully, he gets up and we get some training in with us too. Hopefully, someday you come down and get some training in too. I know it's far I, away. I'd like but to stop over. I'd like to stop over in Buffalo for more occasions than just than just to perform. You know, I'd like to get to get like to get get to see the scene, like see the guys, see the gym, see the facilities and such. 
And yeah, yeah like uh, the was it get off? Was it yeah, a, leg, like a, a crazy leg diet? I, I'm gonna have crazy hamstrings and quads getting on that raid diet. I have to be <laughs> legging like crazy. Heck yeah, you like it too. So he's off, he's probably I got a 45 or maybe he's not even 45, maybe he's like 40. And he's he did a round of raise, like, all right, let's do one more raid. And raise like exhausted, he's like, dude, I don't want to do one more, but then he did it. So then, like, Ray didn't leg kick him at all the first round, he was being nice, moving around, you know, like how when you're tired, uh. You're fresh. It's easier to do that. You don't have to do anything. Then Ray got tired, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna leg kick this guy." One leg kick. Guy went flying across the room, dude. He like he literally went over like three full like mat tiles. And then uh, then the guy was like, he like got real easy on Ray. He didn't want like to really push Ray no more. Yeah, Ray's a super nice sparer. You know what I mean? He's like he lets everyone work because he's a big dude. You know, so like I got little guys, and then uh, sometimes I think take a little advantage of him. But uh, Ray said no. Jesus, Jesus. But yeah. what? Uh, but yeah, you mentioned Anthony Mixon. Those WNY guys, like I, we got respect for them too. Like those guys come to fight. They always pack out your shows. They always represent themselves good. And yeah, um, what is it? Uh, how how many of their guys are on this card this time? I, what? I think there's Anthony? only three right now. They have four originally, and I th- I believe they're down to three because uh, yeah. their main eventer lost uh, lost his fight. I was gonna say, speaking of the matchmakers, man, we, we our guys were trying to get some fights on this card too. I was, I was, I managed to be the one to get it on short notice. We, we were trying to, we were trying to get like what? Uh, me, me and my teammates like Dennis. Uh, you, you guys like Dennis when he fought for you Dude, guys. We love Dennis. Like, and then, um, and even Malik. Dennis is gonna be ready. He's got, he's, he's hoping that still Sutton appears. Like, and I, re- and I hope for him too because he's earned it. Well, how much does he weigh? Well, he's playing. He wants to fight at fifty-five. Like, that's where he fought before. But you uh, know, cool. like, anything. I'll definitely, uh, I'll spit that key here if we lose any fights because we definitely want Dennis back on our guard. The card is huge right now. Yeah, or something happens. Like so I'm, I'm no coach. Don't don't take my word for it. But I'm sure. But you know, if you slide the right guy by him, I'm sure he'd even be down for it at sixty. Yeah, heck yeah. So uh, when all the uh, seven seven six five guys don't show up, we can uh, we can switch it around. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say like half the card is them. Like uh, yeah. they packed out most of this card. Like if the if most uh, the first half of the year was like WNY and Empire, it's like that was yeah. purely seven six five guys on the card. Hopefully, they don't crash on our way down. You know, like it'd be awful. Lose the whole card. Mm-mm. And make sure they come with their medicals because I remember you guys made us think about it in April. One of your guys missed their medicals. Yeah, like and, um, and then the pre-fight meeting that you guys were grilling everybody about it. I was like, guys, I wasn't. Out. Mad. I was. I was still in my gym. I uh, I I just made fun of everyone on the broadcast. Um, so what happened is he had the wrong hepatitis B uh, B thing, and then uh, they got it redone. But they they got it redone the day they left, and they expected it to uh, be in an email that day. So like uh, last, never that quick. So it, it didn't work out for him. And yeah, then, uh, he wasn't there to fight. He showed up, but he wasn't able to fight. But uh, he's back. He's got the medicals. I hope because he fought since then. So. Uh, now he's coming back. He's fighting Pat Tone, and uh, we'll see how that one goes. That's some big heavyweights fighting, man. And like we said, we tested it so far. That cage has held up throughout the year, so it should hold up. Yeah, it's a new cage. The last show was the first time they used a new cage, so we haven't even had like a super heavyweight fight in it because that that one fell off the card. And, oh uh, yeah, because I was gonna say what when you guys had Nat's fight back in April it was it was a different cage going. Yeah, into, it, was a, it was a different cage. It was the old cage. Yeah, Jeez. so that was the old cage. Man. Was up. And I remember you guys started floating out the idea of putting this card on outside for October 28th. And I was just like, that does, I was like, that you guys is, want, every, 
You guys want to that treat this like a football game. Everyone I else want... can be bundled up, but you guys want from... the athletes out there sweating, sweating and getting cold in between rounds. From August 30th to uh, like June something, I don't go outside, dude. I don't like the cold at all. So you, you won't be seeing me. I, I'll be out there on a winter coat calling the place in October. And no, ch- I'm not down. I'm not even down to risk any kind of rain, any kind yeah. of snow. You never know. No, you never do know. Um, so I, I was all hyped on getting you on this card anyways. I was a little bit sad you weren't on the card. Now you're on the card. Um, how do you see this match with Brett going down? How do I see the match going down? Well, long story short, I think it's going to be an exciting one. Like, without getting any too deep into detail about – or in, too deep into technicalities, I, I think uh, he's – you know, he's a bit – he boxes a bit. Bit of a boxer, like, th- likes to throw heavy, um, likes to bob and weave, kind of Tyson-esque. But um, what is it? And, t- like how, and when you mentioned moving up to 70, like, I'm just going to treat it like any other like any other fight I would at 55, like, you know, in terms of um, whether, like, the ebb and the flow of a fight, like, you know you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I, I can't imagine it being um, too much different than any of your normal fights. He fought Todd Banks, though, and he – a, a flush, flush heck, one of the flushest head kicks I ever saw. I thought they'd be picking him up off the canvas. He's like, Tough son of a gun. I, I, I watched that fight, I, I, I respect it. Like, I, and that, seeing that, I was like, Yeah, be prepared for the whole time, <laughs> be prepared for the whole time. Whether or not I think, like, whether I whether we can get him out of there or not, <laughs> be prepared to fight the whole time. Do you think you can get him out of there hitting him in the head, or do you think you're gonna have to go to the body? I'm not sure you can. Uh, even damage that guy's brain at all yeah they, uh, there's some people man there's some people that you, you might you got to bring something else in there they were going with you <laughs> he's one of them dudes man he is a solid savage dude yeah but like i said it's got to be a good one because like because even when he had uh, gave me that beer back in april he was like dude you only fight at 55 would you ever go up or anything and in my head i was like does he want does like he want to fight me or something because i actually did um no, I actually didn't know. Like, I was just kind of new to the K4 scene even at that time. So I was like, I didn't know who he was, unfortunately. But then, like, I saw him on Facebook. I was like, oh, this is the dude that gave me a beer. Perfect. Like, yeah. and, and then I then I saw his fights, too. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a savage for real. Yeah, he's a nice guy, dude. Like, so he's been in my gym a few times now because uh, he's been training. He was training for Bell, and we were working on some stuff for Bell. Uh, that's definitely not going to be – it's going to be a little bit different than – What were you working on? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, but it's a complete different fight than you anyway. So, like, like some of the stuff he's working in there not, is going to be different than, like, you're fighting a completely different kind of fighter. Like, you, Stephen Bell's a little bit wild. He's aggressive. He's definitely not the same style fighter as you. You're, like, more technical. You're laid back. Not laid back, but you're more technical. You're, you're I would call you a sniper. Like, yeah, sometimes I actually, I'm curious as to, like, what other people, like, view my, my style as, like, whether, like, or what, whether um in terms of like my striking, like in terms of the power dynamics, or because I know some people they see like the lateral movement, they're circling. There, some people think it's apprehensiveness. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I don't see you really as a counterfighter because you're making openings with your movement. You're not looking for them to come at you. I mean, you do that obviously because everyone does that too. That's part of fighting. But I would say I would call you a sniper. You're looking for that kill shot, and you're you're looking for openings. Your computer's always running while you're moving. You're analyzing the fight. You're thinking about things. And like I see that when you fight, and I definitely I would categorize you as a sniper. Like you have the power to stop people, so you're not like a power. You you could be like some people consider you like a knockout artist, but I wouldn't. 
I don't think that because usually knockout artist usually means like you're not skilled. So yeah, like, yeah. If or I like you're willing to put yourself in those positions, you know, like to like it's a get sometimes or some people say like you know to knock somebody out, you almost have to put yourself in the position to get knocked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would call like I would categorize like Gabe Vega and maybe even uh, Mr. Valone as like a, a knockout striker. You know what I mean? Like a guy that's willing to take one to to land his devastating shot. And uh, yeah. that's I mean you're not scared to take a shot, but that's not really you. And you're not really a counter fighter. You're not super aggressive. You're not always going forward. So you're not like the the pressure fighter. I would can I really consider you a sniper. You're always sitting back waiting for your shots. Um, very similar to uh, the local pro Derek Patterson. Well, oh, yeah. I categorize him the same way. You know, he's always moving, and then he just puts the light out head kick on, kind of like you do with the body or the knees or the clinch. You're always moving. You're always looking for your opportunities. So I would say sniper. And that's the thing, like, I've enjoyed, like, you know, like, being an amateur so far, like, I've learned to enjoy the journey, and I've enjoyed, like, each fight, like, getting to show more wrinkles of the game, of my game, and, like, even showing the same wrinkles, but even more improved, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, I'm just, because it's early on, I, I, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near plateauing, thankfully. I don't know what my potential could be. I'm just, every day, just keep going to the gym, keep trying to get better. Like, you know, like, that's all we can do. Just keep trying to push that boulder. But it, but um, it's crazy to think about, like, or even crazy to review sparring from, like, a year, from, like, a couple years ago to, like, you know, watching my fights now or something and watching the development or watching, like, hey, I used to do this before this fight or I'm working on this now and in all kinds of stuff like that. So it's, like, I in, in, in a weird way, like, thankfully, you guys have gotten to, like, see it at from, like, kind of, the inception of it so you guys get to appreciate like at appreciate the growth but uh from fight to fight and in between fights you know what i mean yeah um to be honest with you that's the best part of our job is calling k4 because there i mean there's been a few pro fights and like by the time you see the pros are already really developed although like most of if they're local pros we watch them develop the whole way through but like on these k4 cards keach does a really good job matching the fights there's never like an easy fight so you see the progression of fighters because you see the fighters tested over and over again. And mm -hmm. I'm watching you guys grow and like being able to do this podcast and write about you and be like, oh, let's see him fight this guy and like try and make the buzz for you guys. It's like, it's really, truly exciting to watch you guys grow. And like, I feel like K4 is really building uh, their promotion up to really make some superstars. Like, and then you uh, hopefully they keep doing a pro show so you guys can move up to the pros. But Obviously, you guys are fighting other organizations, too, and we get to watch you come in K4. Then you go fight, like, in other promotions, like you go FCP or Gladius or all these other places, and you fight, too. Then you come back to K4. You got more fights. You're ready to fight again. And we watch that development, and we get to watch it real time, you know? I mean, we can't be mad, like, I don't know, maybe Keith can, but I, I don't think anyone's mad at you guys for, like, fighting in all the different shows because, like, that's how you guys grow and you make the show bigger. And, like, I think it's our responsibility as a, a promotion to, like, be the promotion at oh man k4's got a card let's get on that one too like we want everyone to come to the card and that's like i want to help keith with that so much i truly believe in his vision like it's his vision and i'm just like a supporting character but i want his vision to to come to fruition and like yeah. guys like you make that happen so thank yeah. you for coming on the podcast and thank you for taking this fight and i and i really appreciate man i gotta say like he's uh i can see the effort he's put into the production of k4 and um and like I said, and like you mentioned about the matchmaking, no easy fights. Like I've actually been really thankful for the fights that I've gotten at K4 so far because it's like, like 
it's not that I care too 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 much about the hype, but I understand about like like how I said like you fighting good people and like how it built like the people who who you fight kind of defines you as a fighter. And like since I've gotten to K four, it's been like good booking after good booking. You know, like the first like I know you guys were probably excited for um at, like my my first two fights like or after at least after the Vega fight you were like okay like let's see what this guy can do and then like after that when you're almost like oh like like because like what were you guys thinking about the vega fight before like you even knew knew who i was or like what were you because i knew you guys after that one i knew you guys were hyped for the dylan fight i knew that you were tall and i didn't see much about you i knew you liked to move in and out i was, I was like i thought gabe was gonna start you to be honest with you you know mm-hmm. and i i don't know anything about you i know gabe so like you know that's that's how and it goes. The, and the dude came off a twenty-two second knockout. Like I'll give him yeah, that. exactly. Like a huge knockout too against a guy that's super hard to even touch. You know Smith is a tough ass dude, man. He hit him so hard his ponytail came around and whipped him in the face. You know that's a lot of power, dude. Like yeah, it was a crazy it's, shot. It's one of the most exciting things I've ever called. Just and you watch, see, I was, Reagan, my like, eyes were like just watching his ponytail whip around and hit him in the face. I was like, man, that's a hard shot. And ain't it kind of crazy that you know, like right after he, fought, like right after we fought, he went out there and stopped the dude and under a minute again. I'm like, geez, like, what's it gonna take? To, like, uh, what's it gonna take for you guys to understand? Like, you can't get hit by this guy. Yeah, no, you show you you put you laid the blueprint on how to beat him, but unfortunately, not everyone is as tall and as skilled as you and has good footwork, and like they can't do the same things. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Well, I just, like it, uh, matchups and styles make fights, and that's like, oh yeah, that's what I was say, thinking too about like uh, Keith, uh, Keith and the matchmaking. Like I've, I almost kind of felt a little bit, or Ray's I had lying, but that's yeah, okay. Got, yeah, Ray knew, Ray knew. Well, um, I almost like took a little bit of inspiration from DC thinking about uh, how when he really got on the scene, like when he was unknown, like he was that alternate in the Strike Force, like uh, in the Strike Force heavyweight tournament. I was thinking to myself, like, hey, but you guys are kind of already a little bit established on the scene. Like, like I said, Vega got the 22 second knockout. And then, like, you know, I got, I felt like, who did DC draw in the first one? Like, he had, uh, it wasn't Bigfoot Silva or who, I can't, I can't remember the order, but yeah, he went in there, just stormed the tournament, like, and made it, like, just went in there and became undeniable, like, he, against guys that, like, had names, guys that were already famous, like, when he was knocking out dudes, flipping them over heads, like, pancakes and, and all that crap. Yeah, but he, dude, he's, um, he was like a super high level, uh, even Olympic athlete. So, I mean, you would imagine that he was going to do pretty good, even if he didn't know who he was, you know? So, yeah, but that was the thing he was, but I almost took like more so the fact that he was an alternate because, like, like I said, everyone else was kind of established and I'm supposed to be the, the new guy. I'm getting served up to the, to the KO King. I'm like, all right. And then boom, and then like okay, we're getting the the supposedly the most technical fighter in the fifty five division. I was like, all right, boom, like you know, we, we just got to keep showing him. We just got to keep storming, like like I said, brick by brick, keep pushing that boulder. Yeah, uh, his first uh, his first strike force challenge is thirteen. He was he fought Greg Frank, Franklin, then Leon Roberts, then uh, I'm not sure who else. Yeah, but like he got to the tournament, there was like the yeah monster. He, he fought monster. That, that's the guy that I don't want. To oh yeah, Jeff Munson. Then he had Bigfoot. Then what Barnett or something? Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, guys with names, and he just like he had the skills to put himself up there. Yeah, but you want that, like, so like this is a, a perfect. It was a perfect stepping stone for you because you had a guy with a big name, 
Yeah, like you came out there and then you shocked the like shocked shot K four, not the world yet. But uh, yeah, now you shocked the world, yeah. and now it's on pay per view, and it can be shown everywhere in the world. So this time you can shock the world if yeah. you uh, smash Brett Vallone the same way. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. Not like I said, co-main event. I hope he, I hope everyone's tuned in. Hope everyone's had a good couple of drinks by the time the night's gone on, and uh, and we're gonna put on a show for everybody. Yeah, I, man, I can't imagine this fight being boring. Um, I can imagine it being short, but I can't imagine it being boring. No, um, I, 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 me personally, like, it's not that I really, it's not that, like, it's not that I'm in there thinking this fight has to be exciting. Everyone has to be cheering, but it's like, I don't think the way I really fight can, if you like fighting, I don't think I, the way I fight can really, I don't think I really fight boring, like even innately, like, yeah, there can be like some slower moments, but in the end, at the end of the day, like, I'm trying to get after it. You know what I mean? I don't think the two of you guys can put on a boring fight. That's my personal opinion. Like, I really respect the way Brett fights, too. Like, he lives and dies. He'll go out on a shield. He's not scared to fight anything. He'll walk through stuff to hit you. Like, then you're technical, and you're going to hit him when he walks through it. And then what happens at that clash? Who who wins that clash, you know? And that that's going to determine who wins this fight. And that's why it makes it, it's an exciting fight. It's, it's not going to be like... Who touches each other more? Like some, some of like the uh, like super high level striking matches. Like who touches each other more and then lands like, hey, oh, this this is gonna be like it's gonna be ugly at times. Yeah, so that's gonna come forward. And you're very good laterally. You're very good backwards. You're good going forward. You can hit to the body. Like there's so many ways this fight can go. It's so exciting and like Enough. your guys' styles. They just can't make a boring. There's, I cannot imagine anything in my head that it could be a a, a boring fight. And I'm sure Brett's gonna come ready because he's got. Uh, and I'm sure Brett's gonna come ready because he's got. Uh, who is it? Cedric Ortiz in the, out of his gym, right? So it's like yeah. I'm sure he's giving him plenty of good rounds. He's so got. Just, he's got the the Baker brothers are fighting out of his gym on the car too. Like he's got his gym is full of people fighting, so they've all been training. Um, they've been having open sparring on Friday, so like he's been working with Mikey Stevens and like all those guys that just went to Germany. Uh, oh yeah, congratulations, those guys once again. I was trying to look at some of their results. Uh, I saw who was it? Sean won a fight or two, and I saw yeah. Mike. Mike won a fight. I think Sean finished second. Mikey finished second or third. Uh, Nate finished third. I don't know all the rest of the people that went down there, but man, they they really did a, a good showing for uh, the United States, and I'm proud of everyone that went down there. And man, I love I love me some Sean Doyle. That's all I gotta say. He's one and of I hope everyone else keeps following keeps following those guys because I word on the scene is they're supposed to be having some good fights coming back home too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we always gotta keep our eyes out. Like it's our job. Uh like right now my job is to promote K4, but normally K Man's Corner is about promoting all the amateurs. But um, you know, like we, we yeah. always talk about it. We always pump you guys up when you fight, like whether it's here or there or you know, any, yeah, any yeah, yeah. fighting. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet, but one of my boys who trains with me, he's a fighter too. But I mean, shout out Buckley, shout out the bro Buckley, and and even shout out my boy Isaiah Price. Was you know, uh, you about to see you about because of Nate, you about to see one of them real soon. That's all I can say. That's the guy that's fighting Mixon, right? Huh? He's fighting Anthony Mixon? Oh no, not um, no, nah, uh, Mixon's not fighting one of my teammates. I wish more of my like I said earlier. I wish Dennis and Malik because they, they were really trying to be on this card. They yeah. was it was close to getting some something. But yeah, like I said, Dennis is gonna be ready all the way up until, hopefully, all the way up until Wayans or something. Dude, Dennis has one of the most inspiring stories. I uh, I did. I, I I'm so glad I reached out to him. I heard his real story. Like, if you guys don't know, you should go back and listen to Dennis's podcast. It was so worth it. Um, 
we do a lot of like stupid stuff and we make lots of terrible jokes and we say terrible things and you know we're just a bunch of fighters and a bunch of dudes being dudes but dennis is doing really good things in the yeah. world and uh mad respect to him whether like he could be a terrible fighter and i'm still loving him to death and uh, he's not a terrible fighter he's really good so i can't wait to see him fight again his personality reflects his, in his fighting side because remember how i said like i like to get after it dennis is a guy who likes to get after it like he, he even in both fighting and life like he He's trying to progress. Like he's trying to get better. He's trying to become a better person, a better father, a better friend, and better member of the community. And like, and so like when I say things like, you know, I'm trying to get after it. You know, like some having someone like that around inspires me to like, you know, be a better, try to be a better man for my girl. Like, you know, try to be a better uh, um, son to my parents. Man, I'm I'm trying to frame this in the right way, but I'm just gonna come out and say it because it's gonna come out terrible however I say it. So usually religious people suck at fighting. And, uh, like, so Dennis had the stories all about God. I was like, oh, man, he's going to get whooped on. And then I watched him fight, dude, and like, he is good. Like, No disrespect to anyone that does religion. But usually you find religion because you don't have too much else going on in your life. But Dennis can fight, dude. He can scrap, man. So like, it's even it's so important that guys that can actually scrap carry the message that he's carrying because like a lot of times like religious people, they, they're usually – there's like two kinds. There's like the the serious religious people that believe it all their lives. And there are guys that find it to replace something in their life. And they're not really on board yet. All right. Like they're not on board. They say they are, but they're not believing in the heart. Like they, they, they say the words, but they don't feel the feelings, you know? And uh, those are the guys that like sometimes give religion a bad name. Cause they're like, Oh, my savior, Jesus Christ. And then they go out and do terrible things. And then they go fight and they're not good. Cause they're out doing terrible things instead of training. Like Dennis is the polar opposite of that. And um, I, I had a huge thing where I was doing like Muslim podcasts, Catholic podcast, like all the religious podcasts. And um, it's easy man. it's easy to be momentarily motivated, but um, be, choosing to be disciplined is a much more difficult choice. Yeah, he's truly, truly like he was someone that was on the wrong path and he truly found God and he, and he fixed himself because he took God's word into his heart, man. And mm. like. If you're going to preach God's word, you got to take it into his heart. And that's that's what he does, dude. And, like, I was trying to, like, say this all getting all preachy, but, like, that's that's how it feels. So, like, sometimes it comes out, you know, like. No, it's all good. Really. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Uh, yeah, um, I was going to say in terms of choice, like, yeah, I'm, I'm very big on choice. And for one, uh, in terms of, like, how you said the religious and the they usually suck at fighting, one, you can never judge anyone by their background or, like, you can't even. Like with fighting, it's weird. You can't really judge people, or like especially because of background. Because um, like me, like I don't, I'm not, I don't like to think about any kind of stereotypical fighter. But like I'm, I come from a two parent home. Like I went to, I graduated high school, I had good grades. Like you know, I played music, and um, like you know, I was just doing normal stuff, and I'm just like, I just like fighting. Like yeah, most but- might be like, oh, this dude, he didn't come from the trenches. He wasn't out there on the corner with, with, with everybody else. I'm like, yeah, I didn't have to be, but I can be smart. I can be tough. I can be whoever I want to be. Yeah. But that translates into your fighting though. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. Like you're an intelligent sniper. You don't get hit. You move around a lot. You're analytical. You think about what's going on. You're not dealing with demons. You're just doing something you love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, yeah, some people fight like, cause they, they feel like they have to. And it's not, and in a, in a way, like, that's the thing. I, I would never want to be underestimated by like, going against some guy, everybody thinking, oh, this guy, 
he he's the one he's coming out the trenches like he's doing it because like he has to eat like he's finding that like who was this dude thinking he can fight him or think he could be him like well i'm nicholas walker and i can list you a couple reasons why i think i could beat somebody you know what i mean and all those reasons are good reasons because you beat everybody like i i like it like it's uh it's a good story, man. You speak well and like you carry yourself well and you carry your team well. You're just an awesome guy. And that's, I'm so glad you came and took this co-main event spot. Like the fights are different when I call your fight. Like you just bring a certain energy. Like you, Dennis, too. Like a lot of you guys, too. You bring that like the happy energy, but like it's yeah, serious exactly. and you're going to go fight. Like it's just like Doyle does. He's got like the super happy energy, but he's going to fuck you up when it's time to fight, you know? And that's, that's like you, too. And I love that. Like, because it's like, like you got like, to enjoy life and like you got to um you got to enjoy like the experiences that you're taking part in. Like I said, like whether you think you're forced to do something or if you're doing something by choice, you know, like you got you got to learn to learn to love it, learn to enjoy it. Even if there, there are certain parts that you dread, like like some people dread cutting weight and they're like, but, you know, it's uh, it's something that you're not always going to do all the time. And you almost have to flip it, like while you're doing it, you almost got to flip it into like a positive mindset thinking like you know not a lot of people get the opportunity to even do this so you know you gotta you gotta take uh count your blessings and you gotta be thankful for every opportunity you do get yeah i say uh the part i dread the most is getting the medicals done you know <laughs> go there and wait and hopefully you get the right shit and you gotta go back and do it again like other than that all the other parts i feel blessed <laughs> when i'm doing <laughs> but yeah um even just get caring and representing myself well, like, you know, like, um, I'm thankful for the people I got around me. I'm thankful for my girlfriend, Kanae. Thankful, like, like I said, I'm thankful for my parents. Thankful for, uh, shout, shout out Libby's Jamaican Restaurant. You know, my, my, uh, fam, my parents' family, family business. Um, they've been, that been over for what, like 17 years going on now. Just got recognized in the community for, uh, small business, for, um, small local business of the year in, in the suburb that we just relocated to and shout out uh you know all my coaching staff at empire shout out my teammates all of you guys know who you are if i literally start to name names someone is like it's gonna take about another half an hour <laughs> or and or someone is gonna get forgotten they're like oh you said this person this person this person you didn't say this. so like you know shout out the coaches coach chris shout out coach wally shout out coach chris muir all like shout out coach rodney my conditioning coach he, he always keeps me ready like you, even even as we were thinking, you know, like technically this fight is short notice. Like you know, like stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Ray wants a beef patty with cocoa bread. Beef patty, and hey, we got you, Ray. We we got it on deck. Ray's gonna need two of those because he's a big guy. Dennis is the hardest part for this old guy is getting mashed. Oh, we hear I'm you. I'm telling you, he's ready, man. I'm telling you, he's ready. You should uh, message Keith and just let him know if anyone drops out this week, uh, you're ready to go. And, I'm sure uh, he already knows. I'm sure he already knows. Do we, oh man, who's at 70? I don't even know. I got to look at that. Or 55. I got to look at that. I don't even know the whole card. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of fights, like what, 18 fights? Well, um, I, I can't, I wasn't able to. <laughs> he, oh, that is hang on, I, we got one more we got to read. So Brett Malone's watching. He said, loser buys dinner at your parents' place. Yeah, well, I got you. I got you, Brett. It's like we said, it's going to be a good one. Like we said, it's like it's nothing but respect in this game. Like, dude, that, said, that's a lot of respect, dude. He wants to help out your parents' place. But that also means, so here's the deal. If you lose, you don't get to get a free meal. You have to pay for it. 
Well, I figured after the fight, we're probably going to have a beer anyway, so. Yeah, definitely have but a beer for sure. Yeah, the fight is the, we'll, the, we'll get through that once once we're done with the fight. Man, I love, I love the respect that you guys got for each other. That's so cool. Uh, so, like, I'm glad Ray's not here because he's, uh, he likes when they talk trash. So, I love it when you guys are super respectful and, like, you talk nice to each other and then you go beat each other up. The, the, People don't you, guys, you guys don't want to hear me talk trash. I fumble over my word. Oh, I fumble over my words enough as it is. You don't want to. You don't want to start laughing at me trying to talk trash and then. Yeah. Oh my God, he's stuttering. Huh? I'm just kidding. Revlon says spreading love through violence. That's that's uh, what it is. They, man. I think their their team is the one that has the t-shirts that say uh, "Violence solves everything." And they do. Yeah. They they're not wrong. Sometimes there there there's some arguments with some people. You're like. <sighs> Like words aren't enough for this right now. Yeah, I um, I fought for a really long time too, and I used to hate like this promo stuff. I'm like, dude, no matter what we say to each other, like we're all trying to one up each other, but we're gonna go in the cage. We're gonna fight the same way, no matter what we say. Like anything that we say now and then, like the only thing he's gonna do is maybe make you train more. Like, oh man, that guy got me so mad. I can go train after we talked. You know, like he's actually running or something. Like it's never like he's not gonna train less because you said something nice or you know what I mean. Like he. If you say something nice, you're gonna be like, ah, I'm gonna fucking smash that guy anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I was so there's say, no reason to like talk a lot of shit except for like selling tickets. So, because I, I like when say, uh, who's the main event? Because um, it sounds like uh, Skyler and Josh are trying to make themselves the main event. Yeah, they're trying to. They talk a lot of shit. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be uh, Keenan Hines, uh, the Keenan Hines uh, Vega fight. Oh, is it because it's what a uh, number one contender spot? Yeah. And man, that fight's gonna be good, man. People sleep on Keenan. Was it? Not, I don't think people were sleeping on him because he he just fought my my teammate CJ in his last out again. CJ CJ came ready, um, but Keenan he you know he just made the proper adjustments in the clinch late, uh, later yeah. on in the fight. Dude, I love that Keenan because at that he's real quiet, real humble, real respectful. Just just goes out and does his work, dude. Um, you remember how I said you can't judge a person, you can't judge somebody by the book in this game. Yeah, well, you can kind of judge him by a book because if you ever seen him train, you kind of know he's good, you know. Like, it's not, it's just like he's quiet, dude. And like, people that are quiet and nice get overlooked sometimes, but like, Keith is keeps his eyes on how people perform, you know, and that's, that's a good thing to see. Mm hmm. Because it's like sometimes you got to respect their focus. Oh, what's good? What's good? Get oh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm excited for you. I've been excited for, for all your fights. Like, like I said, like, even after I fought Gabe, it like it was literally like all respect, like, it was no. There's no hate. Like, sure, we fought, and it's like the fight happened. Like, what what are we gonna do? Like, I'm like, I don't think anything uh good comes from like people holding like bad bad feelings from a fight. Like afterwards, like unless like you're actually gonna fight, unless like you're it's actually in the bill to another fight. Like when you're booked again, you know what I mean? So here's how I feel about you guys. Like you guys are all amateurs right now. So like when you guys fight each other, you go train together afterwards. It's like your lives don't. Like, like in the UFC, like you're never going to train with a guy that beat you for the world title or the number one spot, right? Because you're going to have to fight him again sometime or you plan to. Right mm -hmm. here, dude, there's so many people in the entire world to fight. You don't have to keep fighting each other. You, if you made the fight happen, now, like, get better with each other and go fight at the next level. Like, the goal is not to be the best in this area. The goal is to be the best in the world. And, like, mm -hmm. so many guys have the talent to do that. So and that there's no sense, like, having these stupid little feuds unless you're just going to be stuck on the local level and, like, this is the highlight of your career, you know? Because, yeah, I think, matter of fact, that, that reminds me of, like, what, the story of uh, those guys over in New England, like Rob Fawn and Calvin Cater. Was it, uh, he, 
was it because Rob Font said he was probably trying to fight Calvin at some point, but like their coach or manager was like, you guys should probably just train together, right? And like, you know, two sharks can make it to the UFC, right? And like one shark tries to eat the other. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, if you guys are too, too big of sharks, you guys should be getting paid to fight too. So like you should like push it off until you're like at that next level. Because um, mm-hmm. there's, because yeah. With most of the with most of these amateur fights, like I wouldn't say there's a lot of incentive for like say rematches unless like it was a closely contested fight or if like the in the rematch there's gonna be something more on the line like say a title or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, man, you guys all are gonna try and fight for the title probably eventually, but there's only like so many spots. Yeah, there's always the quiet ones. There's only so many spot spots. You know what I mean? And. Like, when you guys aren't fighting each other, you should be training together. Like, we have, like, such good talent that comes with K4. If you guys all just got together and train with each other, man, like, we'd be, we'd be blowing the doors off all the other buildings, you know? That's why another one of the reasons why I'm trying to uh, open a gym to all the K4 people is just come in and train and, like, let's make one place where everyone feels safe and then, like, come and train and then go do whatever you want, you know? Like, maybe once a month, come and get some training in and then go back to your team and and spread the love, you know, like not trying to take you away from your training or like your team. No, I just say, yeah, like in like what we we just had the Bazooka Joe seminar over at my gym. Yeah, and that that was a great experience getting to meet uh, Bazooka Joe, Diego, um, Matt, and Maddie. Like those guys were really cool, and like they gave us some yeah, dude, Special and uh, Special and Bazooka are two of the best guys ever. They're so friendly too. They're so in shape. They're so fun. Um, I call a lot of Maddie's fights, so like I, I had a lot of experience with the two of them, like talking with them and stuff. I really wish I could have made out for the seminar. Um, I love Bazooka Joe, but I love Special even more, dude. Matt's the Matt is the fucking man. Yeah, they got a good crew up there over in Toronto, and then even shout out like some some of the. I it was funny because when I was in Colombia earlier, year, I actually got to meet uh, Simon Marcus and Darson Hemmings. Like you know, I got and I got to learn a lot of great tech from from them. Like because uh, it was like a training retreat you know what i mean yeah that's cool too and that's great because you you know you get that little bit of knowledge and you bring it back to your team and everyone gets better too and you share it around that's that's really cool so yeah i get so i'll give credit where credit's due like it was in my head my uh coaches at empire for sure like coach chris like over watches uh my my progression my development like heavy i'm in this classes all the time and then um, Coach Wally, like our head striking coach, like he's de- like he definitely rounds like um, he he's always giving us great combos, great technique. Always like anytime I get, I get we're we're always hounding him for mitt work. Like like we talked, I think on the last time I was on the podcast, we mentioned like how I'm, how there's a lot of people that are always right behind the coach, trying to get their questions in, trying to ask for information. And the dude's like, hey, sometimes I gotta leave and go grab my kid or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know like, that Hey coach, uh, you got like five minutes. Can I get like, can I get a three three minute round of pad work before you got a dip? Yeah, yeah. Um, and getting to meet Simon earlier in the year was great because it helped like add some more techniques to my clinch and stuff. And so you guys got to see the development from that in my last fights. Dude, we sure did. Um, I I'm excited to see your guys fight, and I I can't wait to. I wish I knew that he was fighting you when we trained together because I. I got. I would. I would have some uh, different things that I could have showed him, but it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, everything. I, everything happens in due time. Because, like I yep. said, 
it, in my head, like, there was almost an intention, like, hey, I might have to fight that dude at one point. Like, but like I said, not in any disrespectful way, but it's like, hey, if he's out, if he's on the scene, he's doing well. Like, our, our paths might collide at some point, and it just happened to happen. And it just happened to happen, like, within the same year that we met. Yeah. Like, he's got to look out for your clinch, and man, you got to really look out for him, his exchanges. He's going to want to get in there and make you miss and touch you up. And like, you're very long. So, like, if he draws you in, that's his chance to hit you. So, like, it's an exciting matchup. Like, I thought I, showed, I thought I showed off some decent hands in the dart fight, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't drop him nothing crazy with the hands. So yeah, yeah. But you, dude, this guy's got like, it's like he's wearing like a fucking uh, like knight helmet. Like it's like encased in steel, dog. <laughs> and he's just, and he's barely for Yeah, dude. If you well, well, him I was out, gonna say like his that uh that fight he had for full contact. What is it? That dude was moving around, and you saw he was he was able to deal with the movement. Yeah. Yep. And dude, like if you get if you knock him out, that I can't imagine not winning knockout of the night. Like that guy yeah. had yeah, football helmet. Yeah. Like a it's like he's wearing a football helmet. What's that? You guys gotta put on like a performance of the night bonus too, because So what we're giving away. So we uh, since you're on a podcast you're eligible for, we give away submission of the night, knockout of the night, and fight of the night. So uh, and fight of the night we pay both fighters. So yeah. both fighters like you know, originally I was going to give the, the loser more money than the winner, and then that, that seems stupid. And, you know what I mean? Because the loser lost. So, like, it was such a great fight, and then he lost. So I was like, ah, we should double it for the loser. It, I was well, like, nah, imagine, we should just split it. Because, like, it takes two to tangle, you know? Well, imagine someone gets submission of the night in a Muay Thai fight. I don't think that's going to work. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> well, hey, out. hey, hey. The knockout of the night is uh, usually uh, from a Thai fight, and uh, except for the nap the nap oh, fight. Oh, the my God. The fight. I yeah, thought, that was, I, that was, I had that one in the bag. I thought I had yeah. that in the bag. <laughs> that 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 one's gonna be hard to beat ever. That that's probably the the biggest knockout in K four history, really. Well, yeah, what is it? Like I said, us boys from Rochester, we get we love to come out and put on shows for y'all, man. Y'all gotta, yeah. You guys almost got to bring a show to Rochester. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's well, going for bring me out the He's going for submission tonight, and he's done. Uh, he talked about yesterday. He's going to try to get a uh, submission DQ. tonight. He said he's going to toe hold him for me. Don't give him the DQ. If he gets DQ and then he submits the guy, I'll give him submission tonight. I told him that already. Yeah, uh, no, don't do it. <laughs> if he could toe hold someone with boxing gloves on, dude, that'd be the most impressive thing I've ever seen. So I'm, oh, uh, I'm down for it. Even Especially since he didn't even know what a toe hold was. <laughs> gra- grappling with the big gloves on is enough as it is. Jeez. Yeah. Oh man, I love Mixon. He's a crazy dude. I so like it sucks because uh, I left WNY and uh, I never got a chance to, to train with a lot of these guys. Like I miss Dylan Tharp. I miss like all these guys, man. And uh, now I'm like sad that I didn't get to spar with them before they were good. Now they're good. Oh, before, I don't really want to spar with them. Now they up. What do you mean? What do you mean before people were good? If if you see these guys are out here trying to fight, you don't think they're gonna get any better at some point? No, I wish I would have sparred him like on, on day one or day two when I could have awesome stories to tell about how I beat him up. Now they might beat me uh, up nah, when I you, them. You, trust me, you want you want to have stories about getting beat up by them. They, they're going to be more interesting because they're probably you're going to be like, these guys hit me with some stuff I had never seen before. Yeah, that's how it's going to be every time. But then it makes me feel old, even if they become world champs. Like I feel I feel sad that Pat Mix beats me up every time we roll. I'm like, oh, man. Hey, you, well, think about it. you get the opportunity to roll with the world champ. Yeah, it's fun though, dude. He's a he's a great kid too, and he never never beats me up too too bad. He always like lets me live. But yeah, but man, what is it with with that uh, Bellator and Showtime news? I'm wondering like uh, 
was he scheduled to fight uh, Pettis sooner or later? I don't, I don't even yeah. know what's going to happen. He's right now, he's scheduled to fight on the last Bellator card. So him and Pettis are still going to happen under the last card, November 18th. Okay. So th this is going to be it's very possibly the last fight in Bellator history. So, uh, like, Pat could finish, like, the undisputed champ when he beats Pettis. Go and, uh, so he'll be the last undisputed champ in Bellator. And then, and then that bargaining power because, yeah, like, as – even as an amateur, you see like guys like Skyler and Josh, they're they're learning to use bargaining power from uh both Clakes, engagement, all that stuff. Cause it's like our, yeah, fighters, our job is to fight, but it's like and we have promoters, but it's not like the boxing game where it's like you have someone like constantly posting every day, like saying, Oh, this is the next guy, this is the next one up, like look at this guy. But it's like the in terms I like I like Keith as a promoter because you can tell who the good fighters are because they're going to be put in good fights and they're going to be winning often. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or I mean, they're going to be in competitive fights, like whether whether win, lose, or draw. You know what I mean? And so um, when it comes to oh, – I almost lost my train of thought for a second. But, yeah, when it, when it comes to um, fighters being their own promoters, like you see these guys in the social media era. And I, I, I respect it. Like I respect guys that can, like, you know, create a platform for themselves, be consistent because it, take, it takes a decent amount of – like. How, the level of content you want to create or like the um the production of it that you want to put out like how long you spend like are whether or not you're only just posting a photo or like sharing it like some some of these guys are like put like uh editing a bunch of photo like editing um editing videos putting together like dang near montages movies documentaries and it's like you 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 learn to appreciate like why they do it how they get it done the amount of time that goes into it and like the plat and uh how it increases the engagement on their on their platform because at the end of the day like pride you don't get too much of a prize in prize fighting if there's not a lot of people putting the money in the pot yeah you need eyeballs on you you know what i mean and that's uh so we try and give away you know like fight night bonuses and stuff but like we can't really raise that much money we're like can even really like a couple hundred dollars to you guys like what's the big deal you know what i mean maybe like you go out and get a drink and it's already gone you know yeah, um, or even, or even like how like doing these interviews is like really great for fighters, like like Caveman's Corner all the way up to uh, MMA Hour, um, like all those other uh, all those other journalists, because all it really is is just more eyes on the fighters. Because uh, people, people, there's so many fighters at this point, people can have fish memories, you know. Like you see one knockout and like you kind of forget about it in the next two weeks because there's so many more knockouts. So it's like it's almost good to keep it to keep yourself engaged with people, keep your name out there. Cause like, like a, not everyone's like super braggadocious. Not everybody can be Conor McGregor, but like everyone can be consistent in just being like developing their fan base, like developing like the people like, Hey, I've got a fight coming up. Or even when I'm not like training for a fight, like this is who I am. Like, you know, just giving glimpses, to, like just creating content and uh, creating more um, spaces, more spaces and opportunities for rep for revenue for themselves within this. So like I said, that's why I really appreciate it because these guys are really trying for themselves. They're hustling. So what I always thought, like I, I did this podcast, like I'm not the first one to do it. Like I'm not taking credit for it. Like a lot of other promotions do it too. But I loved pro wrestling when I was growing up as a kid. And they always had like, you know, you watch the pro wrestlers and you get with them and they, they show little blurbs of them all the time. And then, you know, they fight and then they, they go to pay-per-views. Like I feel like this is the, the chance to get the fighters because there's so many events now, like, some are good, some are bad, some suck. You know what I mean? Like, um, some got shitty fights, some got shitty viewing angles, some got everything. And like, 
Um, the fighters, like no one just knows who the fighters are. And yeah. there's so many of these all over. I always felt like um, if you give people a platform to express themselves however we want. So like we come in here with nothing ready to go. I don't have set questions. We just sit down and talk. So whoever the fighter is, their personality comes out. And um, that's why I like doing it this way. And I don't have like these set questions and it's not like real boring and stiff. It's just whatever. We, sometimes it sucks because of it. And we'll be like, uh, what do we say now? You know, like. That happens to me a lot when the guys I'm talking to don't really know how to talk or don't like to talk, but then I have to figure out a way to to get it out of them. Well, and, good, yeah, good old motor mouth. Over, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm the motor mouth. Like Ray barely talks sometimes, so like I get really good at talking a lot, and um, like the fans get to see who you guys are, and uh, like if you get the right person watching you, they're gonna promote you too. You know what I mean? And someday someone's gonna go back and be like. Oh man, like Nick, just look at him here and I'll look at him there and look at, you know, they're, they're going to watch like how you progress and speaking and selling yourself. And like, if anything, that's what you're the only thing you're short on because you got the fighting shit down pretty good. You just need to get you uh promote yourself a little bit more. Like see Nick yeah. Walker highlight reels and Nick Walker, uh, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's the next step for you because you're, you're going places, dude. Like you're a very good fighter. So um, I, I appreciate that game, man. Cause yeah, like, I, I pre like because I try to be like I say try like I I appreciate being humble. I try to be humble because um like you never the, the highs and lows of this game are crazy. So it's like you you have to be kind of you have to try to even out yourself constantly. And um and in terms of like how you say like I, I understand my focus as a fighter, like I have to get better at fighting, I have to put on my performances and I, I'm a performer. I do I enjoy going out there like whether or not like like I said, like I'm not so intent on putting on a show or foot like, but I, I, but I feel like when I'm expressing myself, people can perceive that as, oh, it's an exciting fight, and um, and so when you, and so when I'm, when I'm on like a platform like this, or even like how you say with the promotion, I'm not gonna be the one of those guys that like wakes up every day, goes on Facebook and writes, writes, oh, I'm the next one up, like y'all better watch out for me, like. Like I'm, and in a weird way, like I wouldn't say I'm cocky, but I'm def I'm confident in myself, not to the point of like arrogance or or cockiness, like to where it's like, but I I definitely back myself in any situation, like like I said, like whether or not like you're asking me for reasons why I think I'm gonna win a fight, or if you're just asking me my opinion on anything, like you know, if someone can be confident within themselves without being arrogant, and with in this game, I think it's very important to um. One, you have to have the belief and delusion in yourself to, you know, win fights and do whatever you're going to you seek out to do in this game. But, yeah, like, um, not putting that – it's I wouldn't say, like, it's a crazy amount of pressure on yourself like or expectation being, like, yeah, like uh, uh, like how I said, like, some guys wake up and they're like, oh, I'm the one. You guys got to watch out for me. Like, like just tune in, tune in, tune in, all this stuff. Like, I, I'll let my fighting do the talking, but – I'm, but I do have to remind myself to like let people know like when when stuff is coming up, like because it it does become enjoyable like you know like see, uh, doing the promo like see, po uh, sharing the posters and all that stuff like being being a part of the show. But um, like I said, you start to appreciate how much work goes into all that, like even just making the flyers. Yeah, for sure. Like I I know how much work it is to like post training videos and like talk all that shit. I'm not even like suggesting you talk shit. I think you should just. Like, just post about what you're thinking sometimes, man. Like, just be out there. Like, dude, you're – you say some deep stuff, man. Like, most of the fighters talk really dumb and they're talking about getting stoned. And, like, dude, you have, like, great views on things. And you can really sell just that. Just sell who you are. Like, you're an exciting person. Like, 
you're fighting means that we gotta find a way to sell you more tickets so we can get you up to like the, the bigger levels you know what i mean get mm-hmm. past these regional shows into like more national shows because you're gonna be somebody dude like you you really are so you need to learn how to express gotta, yourself with something i i just gotta keep putting in the work and that's the thing like do what you love love what you, love what you do and just put put in the work and um my my dad was really big on like um telling like really big on um doing your due diligence like you always taught me like if you're gonna do something do it to the best of your ability you know don't cut any corners don't sell yourself short because you want like what however it turns out you want to be able to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say like you gave it your best right and you're not alone for talking shit and you're gonna always go good maybe like just take your mom and be like show your mom some stuff and then go help out the restaurant just videos like that dude like just little things that help people because you're such a positive person dude like dennis has the same thing he's like I love Dennis because, like, I see him on Insta, uh, like, everything. Like, I don't even know if it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever I see him on. But, like, he's always posting, oh, I did this. I helped these people. I did this run. Like, I'm sure you do stuff like that all the time, too. You just don't post about it. You know, it only takes, like, a few seconds of something you enjoy. Like, for you, it would take a lot of energy and a lot of effort to talk shit because that's not you. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, just do something that's easy to do, easy for you. Like, and that's positivity. And, dude, we so many positive fighters. I'm sure depending on the person and the subject, because it's like I'm I'm not gonna be one of those dudes that looks at somebody like, oh, your shoes are trash, but like you know, like uh, uh, personalities can definitely clash. But I just I haven't ran into the opponent where I've like, or I know there's like, like Conor McGregor style. Some people like talk trash to like gain a mental advantage over their opponents, but I'm like, whether or not like that's that comes into play later on. But like like how I said, I'm always confident. Like I'm just confident in my fighting skill as it is. Like, I, I got to be confident enough to that I'm going to put work and training to show up that night and and perform and show out. You're going to be the Khabib shit talker. You're going to be like, yeah, uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to move and make angles. You're not going to hit me. I'm going to hit you. You're going to fall down sooner or later. Imagine me saying, brother, you have no wrestling. Brother, brother, you have no wrestling. <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do? If he hits me, it's okay. I just keep coming. I just shoot, I shoot, I shoot. Maybe I'm not getting first round, but he'd be tired. He'd get tired, and then I smash. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Relentless. Uh, and the, it's crazy to think about him now with Islam just knocking out Volk like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, dude. Those are some good fights. And I miss them, too. I can't believe they are so early. I was still at the gym by the time the car was over. I was man, so sad. If this fighting stuff is international, man, you got to get used to look checking out the time zones for a car. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was in Abu Dhabi. I knew it was going to be early. I was hoping I'd be home for the main event. Like, yeah, I didn't I just, want to miss the Islam fight, but man, I missed it by like a good forty minutes. Even the, even um, like say if I'm not watching it, I'm like if I know a certain fight is going on, I'm like, dang, I really wish I was watching it. So I almost got to like tune into like see, like at the end of a round, like how did that round go? When people say that round went or something, or like, yeah, no way that it ended in a finish. Well, I gotta wait till the highlight gets posted. <laughs> So you know how the, how you ask your coach for one more round, one more round, one more round? That got me. I didn't get to see the finals. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> All right, man. You got uh, anyone to plug? Plug your, your family's restaurant one more time at least. Okay. So Libby's Jamaican Restaurant over in uh, Westgate Plaza in Rochester, New York. Uh, my girlfriend, Kene, she's she is a wonderful pillar of my life. She's... Honestly, like she's helped me throughout the, some of the weight cuts when it's gotten when it's gotten tough. So forever shout out. She's always in my corner. She's always jumping up and screaming during my fight. She's my number one supporter. I love her to death. 
And um, shout, like I said, shout out my parents. Shout, shout out Empire Academy. Shout out my coaching staff. Like literally, they they put so much time into us. Like we understand, or rather, er, he, he's probably gonna say like you don't understand all the second. But co- coach, we understand. We're thankful for how much time and energy you put into and each and all of us students. Like how many of us there are on all levels. Like we understand. Like I. I'm a fighter. I, I can't imagine trying to coach right now. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, what it takes to even just do this and, like, to, uh, how much it takes. Like, I understand what it takes for me to get ready. So I understand what it takes for, for the people that have to get me ready for this stuff. You know what I mean? For sure. And so, and shout out my teammates, my sparring partners, my training partners, everybody that's in, that's in the gym that I haven't that I haven't gotten to spar, everyone that's just starting out. Um, and, uh, Shout out, shout out my friends, shout out my family. Like, and most of my family helps out at the restaurant. So, like, shout once again, shout out Libby's Jamaican restaurant for doing part with that. They keep, they keep your boy eat, they keep your boy nice and full, eating good. Should have died. Make up yourself, butcher man. You ever want to see you, see you, um, be a butcher. You don't know, you don't know how, how we eat bully beef. You don't know. How close is that to where the tournament is and on November 18th? November restaurant. Oh, um, wait, which tournament? Uh, I don't, there's a like a grab on tournament November 18th in Rochester. Oh, um, I, I gotta look, I gotta look for the address in that one because I, um, I've been so focused on like obviously just the Muay Thai for this fight. Like, I'm not, I haven't been looking at like any uh competitive grappling on, on the scene lately, but I'm sure yeah. like he made some probably know about it, so I, I'd have to ask them for, for that. Yeah, I didn't know if, like, I figured you got a big gym that, like, people would talk about doing a tournament. So I was just yeah. wondering if it's close to the restaurant or not. Because if I'm at the tournament, I have to fly back to catch the fights. Maybe I'll swing by. If it's close, I can swing by and pick up some food and support your family a little bit while I'm out there. So yes, and, how it goes. and they and they cater, too. Yeah, well, but maybe- my dad doesn't want to work when I fight because he – he he and his friends they come out they come out to the fights and if whenever like uh, my fights are done and you hear somebody whistling that's usually him. <laughs> I like it. it. Takes a village to make guys like us. Yours is strong too. I see. Honor to share a cage with you. I yes, love the but, respect. And like I said, like I look forward to fighting guys like Brett because, like I said earlier, like the guys you fight help make the record of the fighter. And like when you when you're honestly like a better person, like like how you say like someone like Dennis, like when you're not lying to yourself you're not like doing it when you're actually like disciplined you're doing what you're supposed to be doing you're gonna you're gonna get a have a better chance of getting the results you want out of life because nothing's ever guaranteed but you definitely just got to put yourself in the best position to 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 succeed you know what i mean yeah definitely and you guys do such a good job getting each other ready uh the fighters like get each other ready like it's such a good thing like watch uh you honorable guys like when they talk you guys talk with each other and you're ready to go and i love love the respect that you and brett won't have it's just like when uh mm-hmm. ollie did and i'm sorry let me use styles make fights this is gonna be a good one good luck both guys yeah, yeah that glad that todd likes this one because like he, he shared the cage with brett and and i seen that when he when he seen the fight got announced he even he was like yo this is gonna be a banger and i'm and that's the thing. Like, I'm just hoping that my fighting starts doing more of the talking because I, I do like talking on the caveman's corner and stuff. But like, coaches always say, like, you know, martial artists, you know, you got to – not that you always got to, like, only bow your head down and just do your work. But, you know, you can you, you can let people know that you got something coming up or you, people can start to recognize you. There's nothing wrong with walking around with your smile on, with a smile on your face, your chest held high and your shoulders held high. Yeah, definitely. And, man, 
like I love it. I'm just looking right now for the uh, I'm trying to find uh, this. I'm going to share this in here. Um, this is the website to get tickets to the fight. So make sure you guys um, go for me, to the fight. For me, use that promo code Walker. And if you're not going to use my promo code, use anybody else's promo code. Don't just buy a ticket. Support a support a local fighter. Even if you just see somebody's name on the poster, enter it. So, like, was it so so that uh, we can keep supporting these guys? Because I'm sure everybody everybody's situation is different, but every little bit helps. October 28th, we're six days out. Um, you go, you click on buy tickets. You go to summary, and inside summary is promo code. So it's a little bit more difficult to get there. I actually talked to Keith about it. And Keith doesn't do the ticket sales. Um, it was like it was very difficult for him to even get them to do this. So uh, he went a little bit out of his way to be able to make sure that you guys get the money back. And uh, it, it's been working. So if you guys have problems, like it with me, and then I'll talk with Keith, and we'll get it worked out. But make sure that um, you guys are giving a promo code to these fighters because it's really the only income they make um, for fighting. And, you know, if you're going to buy a ticket to watch these guys fight, you might as well give them credit for it. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It's not like it's extra money for you. It just gives them a little bit of extra money. So mm -hmm. it helps out the fighters. In it fact, helps support the show. In fact, people, here's, here's a little trade secret. The tickets are probably more expensive if you buy the day of. So this further incentivizes you. Buy the ticket before. Save yourself about $10, $15 and support your local fighters. <laughs> yeah, it's always more. It's always more at the door because people, I don't know why people want to even pay at the doors. I mean, I, I get it because like, oh, maybe I'm not going to go. But you yeah. guys know you're going to go. Like, you know I, you're going to go. No, yeah, how are you gonna miss Nick Walker and Brad Malone? You can't miss that fight. There's no uh, way. Keenan it? Hines, Gabe Vega, Scott Theory, and Josh right. Reichart. Man, there's so many crazy fights that you cannot miss on this car. We got right. Chewbacca fighting Pat Tome. I, I keep saying why I like K4. They give the people the fights they want to see. They do. And with that, man, we're going to get out of here for tonight. We're already over an hour, dude. I appreciate Nick Walker. I appreciate yeah. Empire. I appreciate you stepping up for the co-main event. I appreciate you going up a weight class. Dude, there's so many great things that you're doing for this fight. And uh, I can't wait to see you and Bratman. Man. This is a good fight. It's one of the only fights I'm like super excited about in the car because I have no idea how it's going to go. Well, the fights it? have a great idea how it's going to go. This one, I'm not sure. Gonna be, oh, y'all going to be sparring in the back. Yo, stop. <laughs> y'all going to be fighting, man. Y'all Oh my god! Yeah, there's some wild guys that uh, those soft town guys are like wow, wow, and that's why we love them. And uh, thank you for answering the call, there. Yeah, dude, like thank, thank you, you, Brett. Like, so it takes two to tango. So not only not only is it like a great thing that you took the fight, it's a great thing that he took the fight too, because he'd be like Nick Walker, man, that's not the kind of guy I was gonna fight. I was gonna fight yeah. this Stephen Bell guy. Like, it's not Some quite the same. Even with notice, you know what I mean. So I'm like. Yeah. So yeah, like respect to Brett, like you said, like he it's not even like he probably even more so than just wanting to oh like I did the camp. He he probably really wanted to fight and he saw the matchup and he was probably like, yo, like like how I said some matchups or styles make fights, like he probably like he was like he was probably even just as much just as hyped for this one. He's like, Yeah, I get I get to fight still and it's it's still a good matchup. So he's I'm sure he's gonna come prepared. Yeah, dude, and it's like so if there was like rankings, like we had the fighters ranked, you know, like, oh, you're one of the top five guys. He went up and ranking opponents too, you know what I mean? So it's a good opportunity for him too to, to use you to move up. Like, 
it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Like it helps you move up in the in the corporate, uh, not the corporation, the world <laughs> UFC, but helps you move up in a promotion because uh, you know, like you're doing something, you're doing a favor for a K4. You know what I mean? You're stepping in last minute, going up a weight class to fight. He's stepping up, fighting a better fighter to fight. Like this, it's dude, like good people and good styles make good fights, and it takes you guys to put the show on. And like I appreciate the fighters always, and I'm, Keith, I'm sure appreciates you much more than me because it's his show. But man, I, but- I just Love, I had great fights to call. Yeah, and the remember I said being thankful and appreciative. Like I'm, like we said, we've been over an hour, and that's because I'm thankful and appreciative that Kate Ben's corner gives me the chance. Oh, I was like, oh, I get to fight him. Let's get. Yes, sir. That's how, that's how. That's the same thing how I felt. I was like, yo, it's him. Let's go. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm thankful for Kate Ben's corner giving me giving me more than an hour to keep running my mouth. Um, yeah. The K four for um putting on good fights, always looking out for, always looking out for the fighters, always looking, always looking to um, because like we said, there's there's no cans, there's no bad matchups, there's no one sided fights in K four fighters. Like we come to get experience, we come to get better. I don't know what that means. What is that? Oh, yep, Honey Badger. You you know you know he said Honey Badger out because he's what? Uh, oh, that's a Honey. I can't tell. Oh my. That doesn't look like the honey badger emoji on my screen because the face not all white. I get it now though. Yeah, Thank me. you for explaining it too. I'm not good with these emoji things. Uh, I had Mixon on. He was like telling me what they all mean and stuff too when people were messaging. I just yes. see those and I like. I don't even know what they mean. Sometimes they pop up a little different depending on the platform. But yeah, I, I had to look for quote a little closer than that. I probably got like way uncomfortably close to the camera for that one. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like I'm pretty blind too all right i'm we don't get out of here we'll be on here all night man i could talk with you forever and anytime you want to come back on if you got anything going on like reach out dude i'll put you on i'll put you on the show anytime yeah you, ladies make it fun of how old i am too okay man and, and you guys gonna have to get get some more of my teammates on the, with as the more we sh- we show out and pack the cards in the future because i'm sure k4 is going to come back in 2024 with the with the vengeance heck yeah dude we're we're not even just about K4. Like, if you got fights on other organizations too, like I'm, uh, as long as we're not doing like the K4 rundown, like it's not the same week, man. We'll be for sure like get you on and help you promote your fights too. Like, it's not just a K4 thing. So like, you are invited. Well, some people it's just a K4 thing. Like, if I don't know who you are, like I'm really sure <laughs> like to talk with. I my time is like super valuable too. But um, I'll talk with you, any of the guys that like are really putting shows on and, and stepping up and like putting on performances, like anyone that's like worth our time will definitely have on the show over and over again. Yeah, you guys can have some of my other teammates that have fought for you guys, like Exxon, Garrett, Malik. Like, I don't think they've been on the show yet. Dude, I'd love to have Exxon on because he, he is a goddamn savage, dude. And, the, and, that, and man, he's he's active, bro. He That man is dangerous. But, but like you said, before I have you on here talking another half an hour on some interesting matchups, I'm <laughs> get out of here. All right, thank you. Like you, you got me drawn in now. I was like, I was waiting to hear, and then all right. Hey, hey that's teaser for you to for you to reach out for him now. Yeah, dude. Like I would love to have any of you guys on. You're all welcome. And Dennis talks a really long time too, so that's not that's always gonna be like a two hour podcast as well. But uh, I love it because you guys are like positive, dude. Like it's, like it's all good things. It's not like talking trash. Like I feel like anyone that watches got a little bit better. Got to be a little bit better person today. I. Um, I- all I ever hope, even when I'm talking or when I'm fighting. Yeah, and I love you guys. With that, K-Man's Corner's out. We'll be back. Hopefully, we'll be here Wednesday with the announcer of the show. Uh, we got a brand new announcer. I'd like to break him in and uh, introduce him to all the fans. Hopefully, we're able to put that together Wednesday. He's in Michigan, so we won't have Ray for it, but we're going to try and make it happen. So pay yeah. attention to uh, 
this week week we got a lot of extra stuff going on because K4 is this weekend. So look for a Wednesday show. Look for like some kind of Saturday and Sunday show. All right, with that, we're out. Have a good night, boys and girls. And whatever else you choose to be.